Hi, everybody. Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday. Finally, it is Friday. It is April 17th, 2020. We have wrapped up another week as we go through isolation and quarantine and all that fun stuff. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, whatever your situation may be, we're going to try and provide some fun conversation for you, kind of take your mind off of things for the next half hour or so. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, always happy to be here with you, regardless of the situation, and we do have a lot of stuff to get into today, but before we do that, I want to make sure you are staying connected as many ways as possible with this podcast by making sure you are subscribed in your favorite podcasting app, leave a rating, leave a review, we love the feedback, and it does help promote the show on those various podcasting apps as we continue to try and grow the show moving forward. We also want you to be a part of the show at any time by connecting with us with on Twitter, Sending us your questions and your comments to at LockedOnNittany. Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And follow us on Instagram at LockedOnNittany. We've got a Twitch channel that's coming up. I'll talk about that at the end of this, today's episode. Uh, so you got some streams to keep an eye out for in the very near future. We also have a YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search for LockedOnNittany Alliance. Lots of stuff to get into today. We're going to take a look at the latest developments regarding the status of the upcoming college football season. We'll take a look at one Penn State player who has officially made his decision since entering the transfer portal for real this time. And we will throw in a couple of other ideas as we get ready for next week with the NFL draft coming up. So lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. Ironically enough, we started off our week with a bizarre, out-of-left-field and completely inaccurate transfer portal uh, conversation. But today, I promise you, we have some legitimate transfer portal conversation to have. Just kind of an update on the status of a former Penn State player that entered his name into the transfer portal. And don't worry, I double-checked this to make sure that this was all accurate. We're talking about wide receiver Mac Hippenhammer, who recently decided to put his name into the transfer portal. You'll remember that he was not on Penn State's spring football roster. He was playing baseball for Penn State as he would continue to focus on baseball during the spring, just like he did last year. So it wasn't really that much of a surprising development that he wasn't on the spring roster as before spring football was supposed to get started. Remember, spring football was canceled just before it actually got a chance to start due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So Matt Hippenhammer put his name into the transfer portal, started weighing his options, figuring out where he's going to go from Penn State. And odds are, you know, Players usually leave for another school once they enter the transfer portal, although it's not unprecedented for a player to stay. And Penn State has been fortunate enough to see some players uh, choose to stay at Penn State after putting the uh, their name into the transfer portal. But Matt Hibbenhammer is now officially on his way to a new program. He has announced that he is going to Miami of Ohio, where he will continue, looks like, playing his football career. And I'm only going to assume that baseball is a part of the equation as well. I don't know that for a fact, but given his some of his baseball skill and that was really kind of his strength uh, while he was at Penn State, I don't really see any reason why that is not going to be a part of the picture for him uh, at Miami, Ohio. Again, I don't know that to be true. I don't know if that's a part of the line of thinking, but... He put out a graphic and he's in a football uniform for Miami, Ohio. So uh, he's certainly going to continue playing football, uh, at least for 
the foreseeable future for the Miami Redhawks of Ohio. And I looked this up. Ironically enough, the last game of the college baseball season for Penn State and for Miami, Ohio was against each other. <laughs> Miami uh, topped Penn State 5-1 to back on March 12th. That was the last game that was played before all the spring sports were shut down. Uh, you remember just ahead of Penn State's game in the Big Ten tournament, uh, obviously the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, spring you know, baseball was officially shut down as well, in addition to all the other spring sports that were ongoing, like Penn State hockey. So uh, ironically enough, <laughs> he gets a chance to go up against the team that handed Penn State their loss to end the season. Now, if I look at the, at the box score, I was just curious to see if Hippenhammer played in that game, and he did. He had two at-bats in that game. He uh, had three plate appearances, uh, left one on base. Uh, didn't get a hit, didn't get a walk. Uh, so it wasn't a great game for Mick Hippenhammer playing shortstop there. But again, we'll see if he's going to be continuing playing shortstop at Miami, Ohio. I can tell you right now, I don't know a thing about Miami's baseball program right now. Uh, so you know, I know that Mike Schmidt played there way back in the day. So there is a there is a baseball history uh, for Miami. They were eight and seven this year with their win against the Nittany Lions. Penn State ended their baseball season at ten and five. So uh, again, I don't know what this holds for him in the future, but he will get a chance to continue playing some football. It looks like in the MAC. So if you're a, a fan of Maction, you know, make sure you check out uh, Mech Hippenhammer playing for Miami, Ohio. Now I don't know uh, if he is going to be eligible to play. Right away this fall, I don't know if he's uh, actually a graduate transfer. I don't know that as I'm recording this podcast right now. So uh, I don't know what his eligibility status will be for the upcoming season. And we're going to talk about the upcoming season once again in our next segment. But it does look like he has found his new home. So we'll see how that bodes well for him uh, moving forward. Uh, also, transfer portal news, not regarding Penn State, but it was a pretty significant development on Thursday afternoon as I got to start to uh, set to record this podcast. USC quarterback JT Daniels has officially entered the transfer portal. A little bit of a surprising development, but I guess not a shocking one because USC has been kind of uh, a little bit of a rocky program the last couple of years under Clay Helton. Really, you know, since that Rose Bowl against Penn State, things have kind of regressed. I know they won the Pac-12 the following year, went on to, I believe, the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. But overall, as a program, they have taken some steps in the wrong direction uh, since those two seasons back-to-back with Sam Darnold, a quarterback. Now, JT Daniels was a guy that was supposed to be uh, one of their next guys for uh, leading that USC offense. And now that's uh, very likely not going to be the case. Now, again, it's not a given that he's leaving USC, uh, but it is a little bit of a surprising development. Um, I'm very, very curious to see where he goes. He's certainly going to have plenty of options uh, if he chooses to leave USC. You would figure that uh, there are going to be some really attractive uh, programs maybe giving him a look. It would not be surprising if a school like Michigan was uh, throwing a couple of phone calls JT Daniels' way uh, because they're going to be needing a quarterback uh, very soon too. So, We'll see where uh, JT Daniels goes. We'll see if he's uh, going to end up in the Big Ten. But always, uh, always interesting when a starting quarterback or a starting caliber quarterback at a program like USC decides to go through the transfer portal. Uh, it shows you that things are not all that great at USC right now. And maybe the grass will be greener for him elsewhere. Penn State's not going to be in the mix. I would uh, seriously uh, doubt that they would be uh, considering JT Daniels. But I think JT Daniels has some good football in him, and I think he's going to be a nice little addition to uh, some program out there. So we'll see how that all plays out for him. 
All right, coming up in our next segment, we are going to talk some more about the upcoming college football season, some of the latest developments since our last podcast, since we're only doing this every other day. There's lots of conversation that we miss on within a span of 24 hours. So once our podcast goes live on Monday or on Wednesdays, there's so much that happens the rest of that day, the, the Tuesday or Thursday in between. So we're going to try and get caught up on some of the latest ideas. There were some there were some news nuggets that came out yesterday with the commissioners and the college football playoff executives uh, getting a chance to speak to the vice president, Mike Pence, uh, about reopening the economy and how college football is going to be a part of that. Let's talk about that in our next segment. Before we do that, I want to remind you the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special is officially underway. Be sure to check out the Mock Draft every day this week on Locked On NFL. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow Locked On NFL on Spotify. And if you missed anything, you can just go back through the archive and listen to the whole Mock Draft unfold. It was pretty fun to be a part of it, and I hope you got a chance to listen to it. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you know that I have always been relatively optimistic about college football being played in its entirety and on schedule this upcoming fall. We all know that there is a lot of unknowns regarding the status of college football and a number of other sports right now. Baseball is scrambling to try and figure out what they're going to do to get a season started. We're still kind of waiting to see what the NBA and the NHL will eventually do. So many sports around the country have been shut down because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, college football is still a ways away, but the deadline to start making some of the decisions that are going to affect and directly impact what's going to happen this fall are quickly approaching. So yesterday when I was working for college football talk on NBCSports.com, make sure you go check it out. I did a story, a quick post about the president of South Carolina university of South Carolina, putting out the idea that they're hoping that by the middle of May, somewhere around the middle of May, no later than I think the middle of June, the University of South Carolina is hoping to have a decision on what's going to happen with their fall semester. I believe I saw that information from Pete Thamel of Yahoo. And if I'm misguided on that, I apologize. But I do know that Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic, and you can see her on Big Ten Network every now and then, she followed up and added on to that saying that she's hearing pretty similar messages from some other athletic directors and other representatives from universities around the country. So, what University of South Carolina is going through as far as their decision-making process is something that I think every university, certainly at the FBS level, but really you know, all through all levels of collegiate athletics, uh, they're all in the same boat right now, trying to decide whether or not the fall semesters are going to be able to welcome students back onto their campuses. And as we've said before, this is something that's going to vary from state by state, you know, every university by university. Everybody's going to have a different situation that they're trying to address. Now, the common theme is going to be pretty similar, but every every region has different severities of threats that the coronavirus is having right now and will have as time progresses over the summer. But remember, if you're a university, you're starting to plan ahead for your fall semester. You're trying to figure out what you're going to be able to do. Your budgets are going to have to be finalized, and you need to decide whether or not you're going to be able to have students back on campus. And we've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You can't have college football if you don't have students on campus. Forget about fans attending games. If you don't have the student athletes on your campus, you can't have sports in any sense. I really do feel like that is the, the big issue here. So obviously, we all know that in the grand scheme of things, playing college football is far more 
far less important than the safety and health of everybody involved at a university, especially the students, of course. Uh, you can't welcome uh, kids to your campus and promise to their families that you're taking care of them if you think that there's a pretty serious risk that they're going to be going home for their fall break with a disease, if not sooner. So this is the depressing issue that a lot of universities have to be making. And the timeline is pretty similar. Uh, it sounds like from, you know, from campus to campus, university to university. So we could be quickly, relatively quickly approaching when these decisions are going to start being made about the fall semesters, which will directly, I believe, impact the state of the college football season. So Kirk Herbstreit of ESPN, uh, obviously College Game Day, does the analyst job, a terrific job with ESPN, uh, recently suggested that there was some, I'm not going to say panic uh, about playing college football, but he, he put out the vibe that you know, college football could legitimately not be played uh, during the fall. Now, recently, more recently, he's, I should say, he's, he did say that there will be a season. The question is, when is that season going to be played? And that's a question we continue to explore here. Now, Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick has already kind of put out the message that he can't see college football being played without fans in the stands. I know we, we all want to see sports and, you know, some sports we'd be willing to bring back if there are no fans in the stands. Not me per se, but that that's a pretty general idea that's out there that's thrown around for a variety of sports, playing the sports but with no fans. I, I, I certainly don't want to see that because I think you definitely lose something, especially in college football. But we all know the TV revenue is the most important thing here, not necessarily the ticket revenue. The ticket revenue is the cherry on top of your ice cream sundae. The, the TV revenue is your ice cream sundae. So uh, college football being played to get that TV revenue, however you have to go about getting it, that's a very key thing because that's a big part of your budget. And of course, we know how valuable that is to every college and, and university. So they're going to find a way to play college football. It's just a matter of when college football is going to be played. Now, uh, the other day, uh, the president, Donald Trump, had a conference call with uh, so many leaders and presidents and CEOs of various companies. And that included a lot of the commissioners from uh, the world of sports, like Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, uh, I think Dana White from UFC, Vince McMahon from the WWE. They were all a part of that call. I forget if there was someone from the NCAA uh, on that call. But while he was doing that, uh, the vice president, Mike Pence, uh, had another conference call, similar in uh, the focus here and the, the, the agenda of trying to reopen the economy. We, we all agree, we want the economy to reopen. We just want it to be done safely and, 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 and smartly. So he had a conference call with the, uh, I believe, the commissioners of college football, you know, the power conferences, the college football playoff. Uh, Jack Swarbrick was, I believe, a part of that call as well. And their message to Mike Pence was basically college football is not going to return until the university is open. So I think we all understand what we're talking about right now. And now there's still a, a decent amount of time to get this all situated. I don't know exactly what the last ditch point is or the point of no return for one decision one way or the other. But we are starting to get closer and closer. You know, we're in the middle of April right now. Okay, so we're a month away from the, that middle of May time period when University of South Carolina is hoping to have some answers for questions that we just don't have answers to right now. Uh, another piece of this is the California governor suggesting that there will be no mass sports events or gatherings until at least 2021. 
Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have sports in the state of California, but you're not going to be packing the Los Angeles Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, (laughs) until at least 2021. Now, again, I don't know if that's a worst case scenario. Maybe it is. Hopefully it is. And maybe it's still leaving the door open for mass gatherings at sporting events before the end of the year. But it's just another ominous sign. So as I've said all along, I'm still optimistic we're going to see college football in the fall. But as each day passes, I lose a little bit of that optimism. I don't know if I can securely say right now that we are definitely going to see college football played in the fall as scheduled. I still think we'll see it in the fall. I just don't know if the schedule is going to be 100% uh, definitive and accurate. Um, and another another message that came out of the conference call with or the, the stories revolving around the conference call with the vice president is that the idea that this is not going to be some conferences continue to play while other conferences continue to be shut down. Apparently, it's going to be all or nothing. So that's pretty good, I think. I think uh, if you're bringing everybody back for college football and everybody's on the same page, that's fantastic. I think getting everybody on the same page is going to be very difficult. And I, I say this about anything regarding a decision making when it comes to college sports, getting one conference to agree to one other conference. I mean, we can't even get these conferences to decide uh, if there should be a uniform scheduling policy for how many conference games you can play and how many non-conference games you can play. If you can't figure that out, then I say forget about trying to get everybody on board with uh, how you're going to go about starting this season. But it does sound like it's going to be all or nothing. Either you're getting everybody back for college football or you're getting nobody back. Uh, Because I guess you can't have the Big Ten play or the Big Ten stay off while the SEC and the ACC are playing. I mean, I honestly think you can. And I think that that actually was a, a scenario I had going around in my head. It was like, I could see some conferences continuing on with their college football season while other conferences sit it out. It would stink. But I could I could definitely see that as a possibility. But that doesn't seem like that's going to be a realistic scenario. So, again, we'll see what next week brings, guys. We'll continue to watch this story. We'll continue to monitor it because we're looking forward to the college football season. And starting next week, we're going to start breaking down some of the things to expect during the fall season. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and plan as if the season is starting. But we will continue this conversation. We'll continue to monitor everything that happens and kind of reflect on it and see what it means for Penn State and the Big Ten moving forward. We all know that these are unprecedented times and a lot of decisions are being made in reaction to the current delays and indefinite suspensions of various sports and schedules and stuff like that. So the NCAA has been trying to stay on top of things as much as possible. And on Thursday afternoon, they came out with the announcement that all Division I sports will be allowed to hold team meetings and other non-physical activities, allowing for more virtual connections and virtual meetings, I should say, uh, moving forward, beginning on Monday, April 20th. And it's going to continue through the end of May, May 31st. Basically, they are allowing a certain number of hours per week where coaches can organize some team meetings over virtual conference calls like Zoom or you know, Google Chat or I don't know, whatever whatever else people are using for video chatting right now uh, with all, a whole bunch of people. So this will allow more communication from guys like James Franklin and his assistants and uh, maybe the strength coach, uh, allowing them to kind of touch base with their players and just kind of keep them apprised of what to be doing right now 
and just kind of coaching them through whatever it is they're going through right now. Uh, obviously, a lack of spring football as far as football is concerned is very concerning. So getting a chance to have a little bit more flexibility and more opportunity to do at least some level of coaching uh, is certainly advisable, I think, in these uh, conditions and situations that we're in right now. So all in all, I think it's a, it's a good decision by the NCAA. You know, again, it's it's only eight hours that they're allowed to have per week, but uh, it's all in how you use that time. And I think that's one of the things that um, I think it was Ohio State head coach uh, Ryan Day said recently. And you know, we've heard these messages from other coaches. You know, They all have to adapt right now. Everybody's trying to adapt to whatever's going on. Uh, everybody's got a similar situation in the fact that they are, they are unable to have head-to-head, you know, person-in-person uh, coaching and uh, training practices, all that stuff uh, that we typically have this time of year. So this is obviously a good decision to be made by the NCAA because it allows programs to continue moving forward. And hopefully that'll ease some of the transition that some of these programs are going to have. Again, like Penn State, so many new assistant coaches taking over in some key spots on the staff. Uh, giving a chance for those guys to work with the players that they should be working with right now. Uh, I, I'm all for, so it's all in how you utilize that time. So th- that goes back to the point I was going to try and make. Everybody's trying to adapt to something right now and whoever adapts the best as far as what you're doing with what you're allowed to do right now, you're going to make out later on uh, when the fall season does start whenever the fall season does start. <laughs> Who knows when that's going to be? So I, I do think that it's obviously another good decision by the NCAA. There are still some decisions that we're going to wait to see if they're going to make as far as football is concerned regarding off-season practices. Uh, we're, we're starting to see more and more conversation about the timeline that you need to get a college football program ready to start a, the season whenever that happens to be uh, starting uh, you know, anywhere between you know, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, and, and some of that even before training camp. So there is a, a lot of opinions out there. And I do think that at some point the NCAA is going to have to decide maybe expanding how many practices you can have. Now, I, I don't think that that's a great idea because I do think it eats away some of the summer. And, and if you still can't get students onto your campus, uh, I think the timeline issue is going to be a concern because if you can't get everybody out onto the university uh, grounds for summer sessions because you know, they're not having summer sessions. That's going to put some programs at a disadvantage. Uh, so that's why it varies from school to school, from program to program. But I do think at some point the NCAA is going to have to figure out a way to allow for more flexibility with the the camp schedule, the fall camp schedule leading into the start of the season. If we're starting the season on time, that's fantastic. Maybe you can stick to your same kind of routine. But again, if you don't have those summer sessions, you're you're putting some programs at risk of not being able to be on as physically peak condition as they probably should be when the season starts. So. I don't know what the right answer is, is is basically what I always come back to. Right now, there are so many things that are going on that I, I, I just simply don't know what the best solution is because I don't know if there is a universally uh, acceptable way of going about fixing this or addressing this. Uh, obviously, I, I would make my decisions with the players' safety and health uh, as the utmost importance. And I'm not going to I'm not personally going to rush to get sports back. This seems kind of weird to me because I do cover sports uh, with this podcast and with my online stuff uh, for Athlon Sports and College Football Talk. You would think that I want college football to be back regardless of the situation, but that's not true at all. 
I I would love to see college football back. Uh, if we're not getting it back anytime soon, I'm okay with that because I want it to come back and I want it to stay back. So I don't want to jeopardize anything for the sake of just having college football to watch and discuss with you guys. If that's the case, I'll I'll take it. But I, I don't I don't want this thing to be rushed back too soon. So hopefully that's not going to be the case. And I will say that once again, I still am somewhat optimistic that things will be okay by the start of the season. But maybe I'm naive, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's my fault. Uh, let me know what you guys think, though, because am I totally misguided here, or do you think that there is a chance we can get this season started on the right foot, or maybe like one or two weeks later, maybe it bump everything back? I know that's a logistical nightmare in many senses, but if you have to do it, and it's okay to do it then why wouldn't you do it? I don't know. Let me know what you guys think before you go into your weekend mode. Yes, it is the weekend now. I know it's kind of difficult to tell you what's going on out there. But uh, before you head into your weekend, hit me up on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany, and let me know what you think about the upcoming start of the season. Is it going to start on time? Is it going to be delayed? Are you up for spring football if that has to be the case? I want to hear from you guys and we can touch on some of your opinions and maybe you've got some new ideas too that we can share on the podcast next week. Speaking of next week, we have some stuff that we're going to have some fun with on the podcast next week as we go for a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Once again, the NFL draft will be starting Thursday, so we'll kind of throw in some NFL draft preview because there are some Penn State players that are hoping to hear their names called uh, beginning Thursday night. Uh, we're going to begin breaking down Penn State's schedule. We've got three shows next week, so we'll break it up into three sections. We'll do the first four games of the season on our Monday show. We'll continue with the next four episodes, uh, or next four games in Wednesday's episode, and we'll do the final four games of the season in our Friday show next week. Also next week, the Twitch channel will be live at some point this weekend, and I'm hoping to do some test streams next week. So I will throw out the official Twitter, or the, sorry, the Twitch channel name uh, once we get live on our Twitter account. So make sure you go follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. I'll put it on alert when we do go live on our Twitch channel, and then you can give us a follow on Twitch as well as we start to test a few things. The first couple streams are just going to be testing out some settings and all that fun stuff. Uh, but we're hoping to have some fun with that very, very soon. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are too. It's just another way to stay in touch with the podcast and interact with us moving forward. And hey, maybe you'll even get to see my face too. So lots of stuff going on and I can't wait for it. But that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to our, our podcast and all your favorite podcasting apps such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Himalaya, whatever else you're using to listen to podcasts. We're probably there. So just search for us if we're not listed right away and subscribe, rate, review. We appreciate the feedback. We want to hear what you have to say about the podcast and help us improve it moving forward. And it does help with the promotion of our podcast on those various podcasting apps. So if you like what you hear, help us out a little bit with a subscription, a rating, and a review on your favorite podcasting app. Also, we always want you to be a part of our podcast. So send in your questions, send in your comments to us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And again, follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. And we're going to get that Twitch channel for you up and running, I think, some point this weekend. It might be a late night, but uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. Again, lots of stuff to 
uh, talk about in next week's episodes. And that is going to do it for me. I am Kevin McGuire. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my national college football coverage on AthlonSports.com and College Football Talk on NBCSports.com. Make sure to check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now's a great time to subscribe to that podcast because, like I said, the NFL Draft is next week. So make sure you catch everything going on on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And without a further ado, I wish you all a very wonderful Friday. Go 1-0 today. Take that into your weekend. Go 1-0 Saturday. Go 1-0 on Sunday. Whatever you're doing, if you're stuck at home, you're going to get through this. And we're going to try and keep you occupied and entertained as much as we possibly can moving forward. So hopefully you guys are all doing well. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Come back. We'll talk to you again on Monday. See you guys.